Welcome to Standing Grace with Alan McQuarrie, a ministry of Grace Community Church in Brockville, Ontario. I'm your host, Alex Philippi. We all know life is hard, but Jesus is here for you. He wants to encourage you through his word and remind you that you can always stand in his grace. How many times have you heard people say, or even yourself, have thought that, Lord, that's just not fair. It is often that people look at their circumstances and wonder why things happen and suggest that God is not fair. Well, you know what? No, he's not. God doesn't even try to be fair because fairness is not an attribute of God. However, the Lord is just, and there's a big difference. See, fairness is a balance, trying to weigh one thing against another and trying to find some position that mediates all situations and brings us to a conclusion. But justice is based on God's very nature of who he is. The justice of God is very different than being fair. God does everything perfectly, and it's based on the very nature of his holiness. The very primary nature of God is that God is holy. 1 Samuel 2, 2 says, There is no one holy like the Lord. In fact, most of Psalm 99 talks about the holiness of God. Holiness means that God is separate and distinct from everything that is unholy. And therefore, being holy, he has to deal with everything correctly. So God never goes into a temper tantrum. He never goes into a fit of rage. He never closes his eyes and says, oh, that doesn't matter. I'll let that one slip. Justice is the very nature of how God deals with that which he created, whether it is the planet Earth, the universe, or us. God deals with us justly. And so that every movement of God, every act of God, every every result of God's actions are just based in perfection of his holiness. And so when we understand the justice of God, we understand also that justice is a good thing. So often we look at justice as a negative thing, that somehow God's going to get you. You do wrong and the Lord's going to punish you. But justice is what Christians rely upon when we are being treated in a very unjust way by others. Our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ around the world rely upon the justice of God. All the great reformers and those believers who were persecuted and even burned at the stake and killed for their faith and even now are under the threat of persecution and death around the world rely upon the justice of God. And so the justice of God brings us peace in the times of trouble. I want to look at a passage in Luke chapter 13. In this passage, the Pharisees came up to Jesus and wanted to know, does God punish us according to the extent of our sins? And so in Luke chapter 13, it says, there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate mixed 
with their sacrifices. It seems as if there were a group of Jewish believers from the northern region of Galilee who offended Pilate, and as they went to Jerusalem to offer their sacrifices, Pilate rounded them up and had them killed and literally took the blood of their dead bodies and mixed it with the sacrificial blood to both mock what they were doing and to bring them into disgrace. And so the other Jews, specifically of Judea, said, oh, the reason this happened was because they were vile sinners and God punished them. And so therefore, the means of your death and the way you die, does it not indicate the anger of God? In other words, if you die peacefully in your sleep, then God's happy with you. But if you die in a violent way, is it not true that this is the act of a God who's angry towards you? And Jesus replied, do you think these Galileans were worse sinners than other Galileans because they suffered in this way? I tell you, no. And then the Lord brings up a, another story. In fact, a story about the people of Judea and how they too died in a horrific way. And so Jesus says, Or of these 18 who died when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than the others living in Jerusalem? And the Lord is saying, here were 18 people that a big stone tower collapsed and killed them. Well, do you think God targeted those 18 because somehow they were more evil than everyone else? You see, their misunderstanding of the justice of God led them to believe that God literally just punishes the evil. But if you die in your sleep or die peacefully, then God somehow is not angry with you because you've been a good person. Well, the Lord tells them very clearly, that's not the way God's justice works. He tells them, in reality, you're all going to die. And whether you die peacefully or whether you die in a, some horrific accident, it doesn't change the fact that you're all guilty before a holy God. And that is why you need to repent. And so Jesus says, unless you repent, you too will all perish. And what is important is not how you die, but it is that perishing aspect of the justice of God. You see, nobody deserves to go to heaven. Nobody deserves to be in the presence of the Lord. Jesus says, unless you repent, not unless you go to church or unless you are baptized or unless you do good deeds. It's unless you repent. See, all those things that are religious deeds have a place, but none of them can be trusted for our salvation because of the fact you don't deserve to go to heaven. And see, that is one of the base teachings of the doctrine of election. You don't deserve to go to heaven. There's nothing you've done that allows you to say that you can claim heaven. All of us are headed to an eternity of hell, and we deserve it. If God in his grace decides to pluck some out of that destiny, it doesn't make him unfair to the rest. The rest are, like me, deserving what we receive. But rather, it reveals the glory and the grace of God. 
because the Lord could stand back justly and allow the entire human race to head to an eternity of hell. If he so chooses by his own glory to choose a group of people out of that destiny, it doesn't make him unfair to the others. Rather, it makes him glorious. It makes him wonderful. It makes him merciful because you receive what you do not deserve. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, a gift, not by works, so no man can boast. We and I and you, we all deserve an eternity of hell. We deserve it because we have offended a holy God. David said, surely I have been sinful from the time my mother conceived me. So what does it take to go to hell? Nothing. Just be born. Your fallen nature and then your actions and your rebellion is enough. In fact, you could live a perfectly perfect life and still end up in hell. You could do every religious deed imaginable and the end result is the same. So Jesus says, do not misunderstand the justice of God. God must deal justly with all those who have offended him. And therefore, don't think that somehow one person is less deserving of the punishment of God than another. The reality is we all deserve the punishment of God. But, but in his grace, he allows a way out unless you repent. See, there is that opportunity, that opportunity given to us by grace, an opportunity to turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I acknowledge I am a sinner. I acknowledge I'm not perfect. You're perfect, and I acknowledge that I'm not. And then confess, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for the sins I have committed against you, a holy God. Wash away all the sins of my past, present, and future. Wash it away by the blood of the risen Lord Jesus Christ. I turn away from that lifestyle to serve you. I always say that's kind of like A-C-T. Acknowledge, confess, and turn. That action or that act of repentance is what salvation is. And yet I don't deserve it. I certainly didn't earn it. It is an act of God's grace to even give me an opportunity to repent. Surely that is the goodness of God, the justice of God, the mercy of God. Is God fair? No, he doesn't need to be. Fairness is human, but he is just. And in his justice, he also has provided us a savior because it was an undeserved act in sending Christ. In other words, Jesus didn't need to come for God to remain holy, but he came because the Lord Jesus has a desire for us to worship him, to give him glory, and to enjoy him. It reminds me of the Westminster Confession of Faith, the Catechism. The first question, what is the chief purpose of man? To glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And so the Lord 
even though he is just, had a desire that we as human beings would glorify him and enjoy him. That is the joy of our salvation today, that we, by the grace of God, in a totally undeserving means, have an opportunity to glorify the risen, reigning Savior and, this week, to enjoy him. I hope, first of all, that you know Christ as your Savior, that you understand, don't trust in who you are, don't trust in what you've done, don't trust in your religious activities. Repent. Repent, acknowledge, confess, and turn. Repent to the Lord Jesus Christ. Acknowledge that he went to the cross for you. And understand that you do not deserve all the goodness of God. So rejoice in his presence. Glorify him. Do not look at the world around us. Trust in the justice of God. And enjoy the Lord Jesus today. Enjoy him. Enjoy him. Enjoy his presence with you. Enjoy his watchfulness over you. Enjoy his goodness in your life. Truly, we stand in the grace of God. I'm Alan McQuarrie. Join us next week as we continue to encourage one another in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for being with us today on Standing Grace. I'm Alex Philippi inviting you to join us for more teaching like this in person at Grace Community Church in Brockville, Ontario. And to join us online at standinggrace.com. Until next time.